Thank you for joining us at I Am The Manager podcast. All names of companies, people, and locations have been altered or changed to protect the privacy of everyone. All stories are based on true events. This podcast may contain explicit language and stories sensitive to some listeners. We hope that you enjoy the podcast and just remember, I am the manager. For today's guest, we have Kara, who I have personally worked with um, in a couple of customer service uh, jobs before. Um, Today, we are concentrating mainly on the pawn shop job that we were at for a couple of years together. Welcome, Kara. We'll just uh, start talking about um, where your position was when you left and how long you were there. So when I left, I was the assistant manager and I was there for four long years. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... um, assistant manager was the position right below the store manager so it went you know the district manager the store manager the assistant the lead and lead was just like a closing position it wasn't really a whole lot and then just like pawnbrokers underneath that so you know you're you're pretty high up in the store right okay so what was your most memorable moment in terms of like your customer experience where you look back and you're like what happened what was that I cannot believe that just happened to me. Well, um, there has been several, several different what the fuck moments, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> over the course of time that I was there. Um, for me personally, I think um, <laughs> there was a time a lady had called in and she was asking if there was something specific. She was looking for a specific item in our store and she was like, I think you were there when I was there this morning or whenever she was there. I'm pretty sure it was that morning that she was there. She was like, I think I was talking to you before. And I knew who she was, obviously, when she called in. I knew who she was. But she was like, you were the one that I talked to. You're the one with the chubby face, right? So rude. So rude. And in my head, I was like, before I answered, I'm thinking, okay, seriously? Like, why would somebody say that? But my response to her, because I'm like, just being nice, you know, I'm like, uh, yeah, that's me. And she was like, okay. And first of all, let's talk about what this lady looked like. Like it, it boggles me that somebody would say something like that to anybody when they aren't a picture perfect model person anyways. (laughs) But yeah, for me it was, and that was, mind you, not the first time that anybody has commented on my weight. So yeah, I would say the weight issues are definitely something that people would say to me. I remember a guy saying to me, um, you know, something about you're the one that's a little heavier. He was like, there's a few of you in there and you're the heavier one, right? And it's always the people with three teeth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And a mullet. And (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just like always the people that are like, did you grow up in a swamp? (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah yeah. it's so rude for me that was me yeah and it's just something that you have to deal with on like a on a daily basis and when you're in customer service like that you just you can't just be like hey fuck off (laughs) you know you just have to like grin and bear it and then keep doing your job it's just it's a crappy position that customer service people are put in all the time where they literally have to get like insulted yeah and you you're getting paid to be insulted pretty much yeah Yeah. essentially you're just getting paid to like be treated like a piece of dirt literally constantly yep so we have to talk about about the guy that came in and 
showed me his dick pic. Oh, yeah. The dick pic guy. The dick pic guy. <laughs> All right. So we'll just kind of, you know, start at the beginning. I guess this guy came in. He had, he came in a lot. He was like a regular customer. Yeah, he we was in him. there. I would say weekly. Yeah. And it, it wasn't like he was ever really pawning anything. He was always buying something. Mm-hmm. So it was like a... That's just a different experience altogether. Like, there's the customers, and then there's, like, the people who are, like, you know, service. You're being serviced, yep. too. So, um, he, yeah, he was a customer, and uh, he spent he spent some money there, but he wasn't, like, you know, flashing the dollars all the time. No. Yeah, definitely not. So, he came in, and he wanted to buy some jewelry for his daughter. And he said, you know, my daughter, she's, like you know, nine. Um, she's a little chunky. I don't know what her, you know, ring size is. And I was like, well, you know, we have some smaller rings. You can always go somewhere and get it, you know, changed the size. You can get it, you know, soldered. You can do whatever. You can get a couple, you know, what do what you need to. Here's the section that we have that might work. And I'm like, I can't really do much more than that because I don't know her either. And there, I can't size her. She's not here. And um, so he's like flipping through his phone and he's like, hey, if I showed you a picture of her, do you think that you might get a little bit better of an no, idea? No, actually. Yeah, literally no. <laughs> a picture isn't going to show you anything of yeah. what ring size somebody is. Yeah. But I'm like also in a position where I'm like sure like maybe I don't know like it was just kind of like I didn't want to be like no probably not like put your phone away like right it was just kind of like I'm trying to make this sale I'm trying to make money right let's do this so he gets out his phone and he's like scrolling through his pictures and then he flips the phone over to me and he says do you think this will fit and it's a legit picture of his dick it's just him holding his dick in a picture Mm -hmm. and I am stunned I literally do not know what to say I don't know how to even react to this I don't know what's happening I know where I'm at when this is happening I can see your face like the 20 feet away that you are to me and I remember looking at you and you're having this like like your face is red because that's just how you are when you get embarrassed or blindsided by anything and you're just like in shock of what to say and you're standing there like what the fuck yeah yeah (laughs) it's like that's your what the fuck moment and I'm like okay what's happening over here I remember you like I don't really know what you said you obviously know what you said what'd you say back so what I said was he flipped over he's like do you think this would fit and I was like looks like that would fit anywhere and I walked away I went straight to our store manager I'm like this dude just showed me his fucking dick pic I'm like you need to get him out of here and I went into the office Mm -hmm. and then she followed me into the office and she was like what is going on and I'm like literally look at the camera he just flipped his phone around and showed me his fucking dick on his phone I was like kick him out and so she like went up to him and was like confronted him yeah confronted him was like hey what happened and he was like oh i just thought that that's where we were going with the conversation and i'm like what the fuck happened in that conversation mm-hmm. where i wasn't paying attention that that was totally unsolicited i did not even and of course you stayed in the office the entire time because you were not about to go out there oh yeah until he was sure. out of the store right? yeah for sure and so you know she like asked him to leave she was like that's so uncalled for you need to go and then she like came back to me and was like, are you okay? And I was like shaking. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell just happened? And so 
it came down to the question after that after he left like are we gonna let him back in the store and i was like no we should not let him back in the store like you were just harassed yeah i was just sexually harassed by this person i do not want him to ever come back in here and make me feel that way exactly and i had made the mistake and it's not even a mistake i'm not even gonna take blame for this because i i shouldn't have but i had told our you know district manager when he came in and was asking me about it I was that I was shocked because he was a good customer and he flipped that on me and said well if he's a good customer why would we keep him kick him out why would we not ever let him in here ever again and I was just kind of like are you kidding me right like mind blown yeah like what do you mean like why would that ever in anybody's mind be okay like you in a superior role you know having a store full of women think that's okay for a man to Talk to us like that just because they buy product from our store. That's yeah, not okay. Exactly. So, you know, being, you know, who she was in that, you know, position, she just always sucked his ass and was just like, you know, okay, we're going to let him back in. We're going to do that. And I was so mad. And I remember looking in his sales history, that guy's sales history, and within like the 10 years that he had been buying there, it was only like $2,000 total. And that's the price that they put on how comfortable I was going to be at that store. Right. And, um, you know, thankfully that guy never came in when I was in again. I don't know if he knew my car or, you know, just knew that, you know, he crossed the line. But for when I was at that store, because I had gone to other stores after that, when I was at the store, he never came back in. But you said that... He had been in after you Mm -hmm. had went, you know, on to other stores to work. And I never treated him the same. It was one of those... I was pissed because he was allowed back in and we were supposed to treat him like a normal customer like we did anybody else. But I was so uncomfortable with the whole situation. And, you know, you never thought that somebody, you know, prior to that, I was like, you know, this guy's a cool guy. Like, you know, we joked back and forth and, you know, whatnot. But after that, I never treated him the same. Yeah. And it was one of those, I'll let you see what you want to see. Time to get out. Don't yeah. ask for discounts either, by the yeah, way. Because you're not getting them. You don't <laughs> fuck that up for yourself. Right. Sorry right. about it. Not happening. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my biggest what the fuck moment. Um, I will probably carry that with me forever because, <laughs> you know, it yeah, was Yeah, you insane. can't uh, ever really forget about something like that. Yeah, no, it was too crazy. Um, so let's just kind of start talking about, um, you know, management. I know that, you know, you were promoted to an assistant when I was there and I wasn't promoted um, up in, in the company until I had left that store. Right. Um, I had went to a couple of different other stores and they had promoted me after that. Um, but at that store, I was always a pawnbroker and you were, when I first started, I'm pretty sure you were. When you first started, I believe I was a shift lead. Yes. I believe. I didn't actually get promoted until I went to another store. Were you? Or yeah. right before. Were you an assistant in a No. Well, in Solana, yes. But you got... When I moved to Walk, I was only there for a month. And then they brought me back. Got you. As the assistant. Okay, yeah. So you were a lead there. Right. Yeah, because I remember... Okay, yeah, because was the assistant mm-hmm. and was the... Yes. Okay, yeah. So now I got that all straight up. So, um, yeah, let's just start talking about that. Yeah. That management was yeah. a freaking mess. Shit show. So was the district and he liked to play the drama game like he liked Mm -hmm. to pin these girls up against each other he liked to have them show each other up he wanted everybody to like pretty much like store against store essentially and even sometimes management against not and it was 
he definitely played on all of these girls' emotions and the fact that they were together more than they were with their families. Right. Um, so there was a time um, th- where, you know, there was Courtney and she was my roommate and she got me the job at um, the pawn shop. And we, you know, we're best friends. We lived together. We spent all of our time together. And J- who is you know the the store manager was talking to me who I was like freshly there saying I would like to promote you before I promoted her she really needs to step it up I am not even convinced that I'm not gonna fire her like she really just isn't where I need her to be with right. how long she's been here and you she, were showing initiative that yeah. you know she felt that and the, and her amount of time that she'd been working there should have been showing yeah and you were showing those yeah but at the same time I was just like well, have you talked to her? Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, honest yeah. as I could be. Like, you know, are you saying this to her? Like, I know that you're not because she's my roommate and we talk about everything. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, what are you doing? To- yeah, you were kind of planting the seed of, hey, if you're going to tell me, then maybe you need to tell her. Like, Because you're the manager and that's what you're supposed to do as a manager. <laughs> right. I'm, right. I've been here for two months, but okay. So, you know, I took the initiative to tell my, you know, best friend, roommate that, you know, hey, you need to step it up because she is thinking about firing you. I don't want to see you lose your job. Not only does your job, losing your job affect me because, you know, you pay bills at my house the same way that I do but also because you're my friend I I don't want you to lose your job well you know her emotions kind of got the best of her with that and she went straight to the you know the area district whatever and um told him exactly what happened and that I had told him that and he you know trickled it down to and then they kind of just cut me out Mm -hmm. like from there like I can't trust you and I'm just kind of like you should not be telling the and we were young Mm -hmm. we were like 21 like we were babies Mm -hmm. compared to what we are now and it's just like you should not be telling these young girls this information against each other knowing that they live together knowing that they're best friends and then get mad that it blew up yeah like like who kind of started that mess and who was the initiator here not you yeah it wasn't your fault that should have never said anything to you to begin with exactly but you know she's like literally old enough to be our mom absolutely and she's starting this drama that's just the type of and I can say from experience moving from store to store that it was like that everywhere like he set that up to be like that in every single store I feel like um before you know kind of did its big change that they were like a unit Mm -hmm. and they were probably the only unit right they were probably the only one that wasn't managers against our like pawn shops like it's just pawn shop and using basically using us as pawns against each other yeah i mean really realistically yeah but then we really need to get into the um the the ghost story (laughs) oh yeah we we should talk about that yeah so well let's just say um she was the assistant um, she and I were closing together at one point in time and we were hearing some noises. And Which we had been for probably a couple of weeks. I mean, we'd all kind of heard stuff and we were like, what is that? What yeah. is that noise back there? Yeah. And we were like bored. Yeah. You know, I mean, this wasn't anything like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we were just like, you know what? I bet it's a ghost. There's definitely a ghost in here. This, What is this building? It's old. It's crap. Like, there's definitely a ghost here for sure. 
And so she was like, hey, there's a there's a recording in there. We should just like a recorder. We should just buy that and record overnight to see if we like hear anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Fabulous idea. I'll pay for it. I'll buy it. So she rang me up for this recorder and we were closing and I started recording it at night. And um, then the next day I'm like, oh, yeah, we did that. So I grabbed the recorder and I'm like trying to listen to it, but it's like. 10 hours of like you know going through stuff and static like, and you yeah. can't hear anything exactly yeah. exactly so I was like oh I'm not even really that interested kind of just put it to the side well I brought it home and my husband was like you know I can plug this into the computer and you can see where like the sound spikes so you can like just go to that moment and see what that noise was so I was like yeah sure so I'm like letting him do his own thing I even walk away at one point and I'm like not really caring anymore yeah because you're not we're probably not gonna hear anything yeah, yeah yeah and I'm like if there is a ghost I'm not sure I even really want to know about it because we spent so much time there <laughs> right so um I was like yeah sure whatever I walk away and then he was like hey you need to come in here and um I was like what the, what do you mean what's going on and he's like, hey, see all this noise that's happening, like, around the time that you come in and shut it off? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he starts playing it for me. And it's essentially me and talking shit about all of us. <laughs> the next day that they were opening and must have forgot that they pl- plotted this recorder back yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It was so insane. They were talking about, you know, because my husband was the assistant in the store and um we were just now dating and they were talking about that and they were talking about um you know like and they were even talking about the you know the man or district yeah the district Mm -hmm. manager they were talking about him and some of the things that he had trusted in them and then uh i guess like all definitely personal stuff yeah definitely all super personal stuff Mm -hmm. stuff that he you know not work related yeah (laughs) nope definitely not stuff that he was confiding in her Mm -hmm. and you know, their biggest complaint when the whole Courtney thing happened was, you know, they couldn't trust me because he trusted her and she didn't, she didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, literally proof, audio proof that that was not true. Yeah. So, um, texted Cher and was like, hey, um, the, this ghost stuff is pretty sweet, huh? And she was like, yeah, did you catch anything? He's like, yeah, we caught about 20 minutes worth in the beginning or in the morning, right around the time that you opened. And then she just like went radio silent. And you can tell that like. She was like, shit. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And so I had it and I had the recording and I had everything. Um, They were talking about other store managers. And so I went called me into the office I didn't they knew that I had it but I didn't say a damn thing Mm -hmm. and he called me into the office and he's like so what is this what is going on with this and I told him the story I was like it was definitely innocent definitely knew about it if you want to go back into the sales she sold it to me um and we caught all of this stuff and he's like well what's on it and I played him the whole thing and she's like and he just silent like did not have a response and he was like, okay, what are you going to do with this? And I'm like, I don't have anything to do with it right now, but I am going to keep it. And he was like, well, you do what you make makes you feel comfortable, but, you know, I'm going to have to have a talk with, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, you have a talk with but she's definitely talking about how they fired one of the store managers mm-hmm. for no reason. Yeah. And you guys are denying her unemployment and mm-hmm. she's trying to get a claim out on you. So, okay, I'm going to probably give it to her. 
And I ended up absolutely giving that to her. And I, she didn't, she didn't do anything with it, unfortunately, but um, that was just a very clear example of the management that we dealt with there. Like they didn't care about us. They were very dramatic. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that you deal with in customer service is you're not getting paid much. They're not getting paid much. So anything goes and they don't care. Yep. Yeah. So um, do you want to kind of describe to everybody the um, working conditions that we were <laughs> we were in at the store? Well, um, I mean, it wasn't terrible at first. I would say over time, I mean, the things that people would bring in would cause you to maybe not have the cleanliest store. We'll say that. Um between TVs and game systems, um, those were the big things. Electronics is where... Computers. Oh, computers were big ones, definitely. Uh, yeah, uh, let's just talk about that. So, so yeah. <laughs> as, as most people know, um, I, I most people actually probably don't know this. This is just common pawn shop knowledge. Um, roaches like to live in warm enclosed spaces Mm -hmm. and that is a lot of electronics and you know we're not i'm not trying to knock anybody who needs money like if you need money and you need to pawn some stuff that is cool like everybody has times where they're in a situation where you got to just do what you got to do right to feed your family or pay your bills but you know you would think though that you would kind of check your stuff before you bring it in or just wipe it the fuck down oh yeah absolutely wipe it down you know not only the like what we were just talking about, you know, for instance, I had a guy bring in a toaster oven. Yeah, we got stupid shit like that, you mm-hmm. know, and they want $50 for it. No, I'm going to sell it for $2. So you're getting 50 cents, first of all. <laughs> yeah. But they would bring it in. And I don't want to know what you've had to eat for the last five years on it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I would expect you to at least clean it. But they would bring it in completely food covered, crusted on there for literally probably years, months. I mean yeah tons and i'm looking at this thinking okay i am not i don't get paid enough first of all <laughs> definitely don't get paid not enough definitely to not. sit here for three hours cleaning this to sell it for two dollars no thank you you know and you think that it would be okay for us to say something like you know we can't take it like this you know you have to take it home and clean it but we would almost get in trouble from our higher up management no you can't talk to customers like that literally why right why do we have to be subject to cleaning off three years of dust (laughs) exactly and then you know getting like roaches crawling on our hands because we didn't know that that was going to happen like you literally blow the air on there and fucking five roaches come out like that's disgusting we should not be we shouldn't be a part of that yes and yeah the tvs and game systems is definitely where you would find them um and a lot of times it would get missed. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, yeah. a lot of times they get missed. So then when you're actually cleaning it, when you're ready to put them on the sales floor is when you're finding all this stuff. Yeah. And then you have to get in there and clean between the cracks and the crevices and make sure that you're not putting roach infested equipment out on your sales floor and for sometimes people to buy even to then take it home to their home. Yeah. And sometimes even then it would like 
you would still miss it because you can't take a part in the electronic to mm-hmm. find all those roaches. Yeah. So if they're like deep in like that Xbox One and you're putting that out on the floor mm-hmm. and you're just walking around trying to like, you know, sell some stuff and you see a roach and there's a customer a foot away from you, you just got to step out, kind of jimmy over there and step on that roach yeah and just pretend like it didn't just happen because it's disgusting and that was just a part of the job and i hated it oh i abs that was the worst part the absolute worst part um you know i remember the one week i call hell week (laughs) (laughs) when i had had like my last straw of the place and when we had saw like i had saw a live cockroach like crawling on one of our display stands and I had had enough I was just like I was so over the whole place and I couldn't even know if I could even like take another day of it but you have to you know you're like this is your job this is your income this is your bread and butter even though you know I wanted so desperately to find something else but you know no I'm not like you know about ready to croak at you know I'm not in my 80s and 90s but I was like pushing 30 six 37 years old at the time and I'm like you know who's gonna hire an almost 40 year old you know right now like who wants to actually settle into a job then you have to start over because you had experience at that time and you had vacation built up and a 401k and then when you move you have to build all of that over again so you know it wasn't that bad I felt stuck and I felt like you know what this is I guess where I'm gonna be at so I just gotta deal with it suck it up and deal with it I'm so glad that you found out that you were not stuck and that you could absolutely (laughs) leave that freaking shithole yeah it was awful so yeah, my hell week, um, yeah, seeing the live cockroaches, um, I had to learn a whole new like computer software two days before like our biggest sale of the year, which was like a Friday. We had to work like a 14 hour shift that Friday. Um, yeah. And literally that Wednesday we had a new computer software installed and we had to learn it all. And it had glitches and oh, it didn't work. That, yeah. Nothing worked. Yep. Um, yeah, if discounts didn't work, you had to enter something in differently. I mean, it was just definitely not the week to start a new system. Yeah, absolutely. It's literally the weekend that we have the biggest foot traffic. We sell thousands and thousands of dollars of merchandise. It's right. literally right before Christmas. Yes. So they're trying to get, you know, people to get, you know, used electronics for their kids and stuff. And then they're like, nope, we're going to surprise you with yeah. this new software. And then on top of the software and then your million hours of work that you're working that week, um, they throw an audit on us that day, that Friday. So morning. you had somebody come in and literally mm-hmm. is breathing down your neck and counting all your money yep. and counting your inventory. And while you're in trying your to have a successful like sale day and not only the sale day, but you have the rest of your work that you're doing because there was other work that we did besides just a pawn shop so yeah we had all that um and then that saturday the auditors came back and i had plans i had things going on i was trying to get out i that didn't happen um we had a liquidator guy come in wanting to see literally like every piece of jewelry we had and it was just it was awful i felt like that was like my breaking point of i have got to find something else and yeah. Yeah. And I think I still lasted another damn year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And just mind you, like full disclosure, we only got like audited like once, maybe twice a year. And they're like, yeah, no, we're coming into the biggest weekend that you have yeah. all year. Yeah. And we're going to just fuck the whole weekend up for you. <laughs> right. Because we're, we're this pawn shop and that's how they did business. <laughs> 
All right. So, um, moving on. Um, do you think that you like came away with anything from this job? Like what was the best part of working there? Do you miss anything? Um, I mean, the best thing was the friends that I made out of it. I mean, I never would have met you for one. I mean, if, if you didn't ever work there, if I never worked there, um, that's definitely the, the biggest thing that I took away was the friendship. Um, I also took away knowing what I'm not going to settle for, you know, I mean, where I work now, I mean, it's definitely a thousand times better. And I know that I wouldn't put up with half the crap that I put up with there. And I know that I'm actually worth something. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that's what I took away from it, but I definitely, um, I miss working with like you all the time. Yeah, I I would agree. I feel like that would be the thing that I miss the most too is because, you know, when we were busy, we were busy Mm -hmm. and, you know, but it was just, it was always nice going through that with people that you loved and that you cared about. Like I, we became friends immediately and we have been friends ever since. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our friendship is going to keep going, you know, past, you know, these crappy jobs that we keep working together. For sure. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but, you know, at the same time, like I definitely appreciated being able to talk to you every day and you know having my best friend there through all that and I feel like it those crappy jobs are always a little easier when you have really good people around you and people who are going to listen to you vent and you're all and are going going through the same thing that you are yes exactly (laughs) so you know I would I would agree with that um the people there's a lot of people that can fuck off though I don't miss them at all (laughs) (laughs) right I agree I would agree with that (laughs) all right so um, the last thing that I wanted to talk about um, is there was a couple instances um, where natural events had either taken out our power or, you know, taken out like the air conditioning or <sighs> something like that. And I just kind of want you to talk about a little bit of what they expected us to do in those moments. So like some of the moments that I remember um, – so we, there was like a storm that came through a couple of years ago, I want to say, I'm trying to remember exactly when it was, but a storm came through, knocked our power out, like there's a whole entire uh, street. A tornado came through, mm-hmm. literally no power. Um, they had city trucks coming in to where they weren't even letting like any traffic through there, nothing. It was emergency vehicles only. Not, I'm sorry, but I'm not emergency personnel. <laughs> and what we do is not an emergency. <laughs> right? I, yeah, it's not an emergency, um, nor were we even open for anybody to even be there. Because there was no in. power. There yeah, no you power. couldn't do anything. Yeah, we couldn't do anything. But we still had to be there to secure the building. Okay. So. Because we didn't have any video footage if anybody was to come in and try to rob or steal any merchandise or try to get into the safe or whatnot. So we were still expected to go there and pretty much guard our own store. Yeah, no, that's super That's super worth your time and energy, and you definitely get paid enough for that. Yeah, totally. one of your job qualifications totally. for sure. So, yeah, there was there was definitely that time. There was time in the winter, right, when there was, like, an ice storm and it shut off the power, and yes. you guys had to sit there in, like, negative degree. Yes. So it was probably 11 degrees outside, not kidding. Um, and we had to go in there and still be there. There was no power at all. Uh, we still had to be there all day, not – 
shortened hours, nothing like that. So when it was six o'clock PM, dark. Right. It's dark in the store because you had no light and you've had no heat all day. We had no space heaters to be able to plug anything in to even be kind of warm all day. We literally sat there because we couldn't see to even like, okay, well, let's try to be productive and clean up clean or, up you or no, you can't see anything. You know, we couldn't see in the back to organize shelving or anything like that because again, you couldn't see anything. Not to mention it was 11 degrees. So you're freezing. <laughs> freezing. You I was literally in like a parka. <laughs> yes, you cannot move. <laughs> I was so cold. And I'm, a, I'm one to get cold anyways. Like I'm a super cold person in the winter. And I came in and I literally had a coat, a winter coat on every day, gloves and everything. And I was freezing every single day. And it was probably three days that our electric was completely off and we still had to be there every day. And don't even think for one second that customers weren't still at the door trying to get in. (laughs) And you're like, we don't have power. Go away. (laughs) Yeah. We can't help you. There's nothing I can do, honey. Nope. Nope. Yeah. So ever since you and I have left, um, this pawn shop was a chain and they've definitely taken a huge hit mm-hmm. um the because it was also like a payday mm-hmm. place as well and the payday loans changed for our state so um they weren't making as much money and they definitely shut a lot of doors but even with the the virus and everything that's been going on within the last couple of months they have still declared them as a essential essential business um, you heard it right <laughs> So, yeah, so let's just all take a moment to appreciate these people at the pawn shops because they are risking their lives every day to, you know, sleep with the cockroaches, and we appreciate them. (laughs) All right, so I think that's everything that we were really wanting to cover today, so I really appreciate you coming on my podcast, my first ever episode. We'll probably have to have you on again so we can can keep talking. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's thousands more stories. We could literally make this podcast episode like three hours long, but we're just going to cut it off here. We've got all of the big things out of the way. So thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Zach, we're done!